0: You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gears, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. Now we've got to get into this horrendous loss, this eighty-four to seventy-four domination. And again, the score makes this game look much closer than it actually was. Because in reality, in reality, now um, after the University of No Consequences went up, I want to say it was like uh, eighty-four. Yeah, eighty-four to 60, 65, uh, late in the fourth. I'm sorry, late in the second half, rather. Uh, when there was only 219 left in the game, we then went on a nine zero run to make this thing look a lot more respectable. Even though if you watched the game with your eyeballs, you knew, like, all right, this this game was not a 10-point a close game that got away because we were playing the free throw game and missing, and they were making them at the end. They dominated, flat out, from jump, they dominated And so with that, a lot of fans are really upset and calling for Keats's head. And and there are some very fair, very legitimate critiques. I have already told y'all this season, not because of the results, but the way the results have come have moving me closer towards we need to get rid of Keats. I'm not going to lie to you and say that I haven't been moved closer. I, I acknowledge that. I own that. I claim that. But. What I am seeing in terms of people talking about um, what this team is or is not in comparison to uh, why comparing this to the 2019 season is lazy and and how Doran has shown promise and all that, very disingenuous. Very disingenuous by a lot of members of Wolfpack Nation because a lot of folks now, and let's keep it a whole band, I was on those teams. I was in those locker rooms Doran's first years. I was there. And, and for everybody to pretend like, oh, Doran shows so much more than Keats has up to this point. <laughs> what? Okay. We're going to get into that. And again, this is not a defend Keats session at all, because that's not what I'm here for. No fluff pieces or hit pieces. Again, I have said multiple times on air, I am not at a point where I am like, hey, Keats needs to stay. I don't care what happens. He needs to be here. I'm also not at a point where I'm like, he needs to go. There is nothing he can do to be redeemable in my eyes. But let's get into uh, this this just very, very awful game that we had against um, against our rivals over from Chapel Hill. Now, when we look at this game and we talk about what happened today, this game more closely resembled what I was expecting out of the first one than what we actually got out of the first one, right? In the first game, uh, Armando Baycott, by and large, didn't, like, it wasn't crazy. He didn't do anything nuts to where it was like, oh, boy, we we knew this was coming. Because realistically, I've said multiple times on there, and I'll keep saying it until they stop doing it, I've always said, hey, our our team has a tendency to make opponents bigs, regardless of how mid, how mediocre, how average they are, look like gods amongst men. So Baycott, who is objectively one of the better uh, bigs in the conference, I knew, you know, he's probably going to go off for some pretty good numbers at some point in time. Which, I mean, he he literally went off for a historic performance uh, in this game. So there's, there's not really much else uh, we can say there. Other than, I mean, he did the he did his thing. He did his thing. He dominated, um, put up a historic stat line of 28, 18, and five, which uh, was the first time that a player had ever done that at their school since uh, the the statistic blocks were counted. Now, when we look at um, when we look at the other players from over there, that did well. Uh, Manic, of course, another big did his thing as well. They shot a combined 17 of 22 from the field. 17 of 22 combined for 24 rebounds. Like that's, you know, you're always going to have a tough time with that. And then the other part of that, the inverse of that, our big three of Helms, Smith, Sebron went a combined 15 of 46. 15 of 46. That is not, I'm not, it's not a mistake or an accident there. That's legitimately what happened. And outside of them, Cam Hayes had one of his best games of the year statistically. Uh, Went off for 16 points, 5 of 11 from the field, 4 4 uh, 4 of 5 from deep. I don't know why words are beating me up today. 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. And he, he did all that in only 23 minutes of uh, of time on the court. That's what we were looking for. That's what we've been waiting for all year from the young man. That's what we've been waiting on. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a little frustrating to get it in this moment at this time where we're already a depleted team and, and everything is already looking downhill and in a game that we probably weren't or that, I mean, objectively, not probably, we weren't going to win even with him performing like that would have been great to see that against the Boston College against you know uh, other teams of that ilk Clemson that that we we had a good shot at beating but nonetheless it's good to see Cam Hayes playing well period it is good to see i hope that he builds upon this i hope that he uh you know keeps this good play going into uh the the offseason and builds upon that and and you know grows his game gets better takes the step that we were expecting this year coming into this year In the next year, Breon pass was the exact inverse of Cam Hayes this game in that he did not do much on the stat sheet, but he did all the little things well. He really did. He really did. He played some tough, scrappy defense. He did uh, what needed to be done as far as, as far as um, he did what needed to be done as far as defensively getting pressure on the ball and all that. Even though they weren't like full press because we only had eight players, he did uh, what needed to be done. But again, this game, it 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 was tough. It was tough. It to lose by this much against your rivals and on senior night, which by the way, Manny Bates participated in and uh, against the the advisement of of Coach Keats, but he understood and said, "Listen, if you want to participate." I get it. You came in the class alongside Jericho Helms. You want to do that? Go for it. Uh, but with that being said, again, we're we're gonna really get into this thing and and talk about uh, why some of the criticism that Keats is catching is unfair. But before we do, I've got to talk about the reasons why it is. Again, uh, to be embarrassed in a game like this against a Tar Heels team that is objectively not an amazing elite. Like, oh yeah, there's nothing they could do to miss the conference from here. I mean, to miss the NCAA tournament from here, that's not true, and that's not good. It's not good to to lose to a bubble team like this that is your rival. It, it just isn't. And to go beyond that, the downplaying of this game is if it's just another game, you've got to hate these guys. I was talking about it in the, the spaces that I read, the Twitter space, that the, the folks from Red and White Podcast. By the way, shout out to those guys. Uh, appreciate y'all for having me. but. I was, I was talking about it in the the space for the uh, for the post game that red and white podcast got started. You've got to hate those guys. That's regardless of whether or not you have a shot at winning, regardless of whether or not you can win or or you are going to win the game or whether or not it's post game after you lose. You've got to hate those guys. It's it's part of the deal here. It's part of the deal. It has to be ingrained in you that. Hey, we're state, we don't like those guys, period. And I'll I'll tell you, as a guy who everything I did, you can ask anybody I play with, everything I did, I did to the best of my ability. I was not the most talented, the biggest, the strongest, the fast, any of those things. But every single ounce of effort and energy I had to give you, you were going to get it every day. You were going to get that. So I didn't have more to give for uh, the the university, no consequences. But what I did give them was less in terms of sportsmanship, in terms of, you know, if somebody were to get hurt or something like that, uh, and, and not saying I would root for anybody to get injured, but in any other game, there was a level of care that I, I gave to my opponent's understanding. I don't like you, but we're still here to do a job, and therefore my job is to stop you and that's where my job stops. After the whistle, I can help you up. I can patch on the helmet, all that good stuff. I, that was not all. That went out the window when we played these guys because I hated them. In that way, you can't just try to downplay this as a, a normal, everyday game. And another thing that somebody pointed out is, externally, you have rarely heard Keith say, "I made a mistake there. That was on me. I did that wrong. I have to be better." Those are things that, to me, absolutely problematic. And then again. Going back to the Boston College game, how we had a week to prepare and they had two two days. And we had again, I'm not mad at stuff that comes from rust. I'm not mad at missing shots. I'm not mad at at, you know, not understanding or not being super sharp early in the game. I'm I'm fine with that. Not being super sharp early in the game. What I am not okay with, what will never sit right with me is the fact that we had no ball movement. And we lacked defensive intensity. We allowed them to to score pretty much at will. How did we not get either one of those things cleared up in a week time of preparation? That is concerning. And again, I'm not going to tell you that, hey, everything he did was great and he deserves to be. And again, no fluff pieces and no hit pieces. Y'all know me. Y'all know how I am about this. And so those are things that are concerning. Those are things that are very concerning. What's happened with Cam Hayes? Is this an aberration or is this the rule is the question? Because we've seen other players, other guards take steps under Keats, take steps forward, be better players under Keats. So now we're looking at Cam and saying, well, is it Cam or or is this what you're doing as far as development goes now? All things that are legitimate concerns with Keats. Again, the, the fact that he didn't take blame and say, you know what? That timeout against Florida State was a bad timeout. I should not have done that. I should have let trusted my best player to do what he does best before they could get their defense set up. I absolutely screwed the pooch on that one. To not say that, that's not ideal. That is not good. That is not what you want to see out of your leader, okay? So again, I am not going to pretend, sit here and pretend, I don't understand why folks want keeps going to a degree, but- The AD said he's going to be back, so I'm betting he gets at least one more year. And if you're better, go to betonline.net. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey boxing and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. head to the website to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So now we got to get into uh, a lot of this revisionist history that's going on surrounding uh, surrounding coach Dorn and what he was and all that good stuff, uh, and why this is not like the 2019 football season. I I would definitely uh, argue that it is not like the 2019 football season um, in that Doran had more time to show good things than Keats has had. I would argue that it's not like the 2019 season in that, um, you know, there's there is a a there is a sense of utter apathy and um there's a sense of apathy around the basketball team that that was not exactly surrounding the football team at that time but now let's go to some of these things that people have been saying that i think are are flatly ridiculous that i think are really and truly ridiculous okay there was so much talk about what Coach Doran had or had not had or had or not done up until that point when you're looking at going into Doran's fifth year, okay? There were people calling for his head already going into the 2017 season. That's just the reality. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I played through. I'm telling you what I was on the team for. So with that being said, for for folks to say, oh, he showed signs of promise that that Coach Keats didn't. Really? That's interesting. Well, let's compare. And again, I'm not gonna cherry pick and say, which would be really easy. It would be really easy to be dishonest and disingenuous and say, Well, we can only count the first four years because this year there has been times where literally 30 uh one third of one third of the scholarship players. On our basketball team have been out. I could do that, but I'm not. I'm going to take the whole sample size of everything that Keats has done since he's been here to now versus what Doran did from his start to year five. And before I get into this, let me say this. This is not an indictment of Doran. This is not an indictment of our football program. This is not a a praise session for Keats. This is not me saying... Oh I want to see Coach Keats around forever and ever regardless of what happens or how it happens. But again, the the revisionist history is really starting to bother me. The fact that everybody is pretending like everyone was on board for Dorn going into year five is is blowing my mind even after year five to pretend that everybody was on board and, and super there with Dorn what? what? That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Okay, fine. So, through five years, Coach Keats is ninety and sixty-five overall, and he is um, he is ninety and sixty-five overall, and he is forty-two and forty-eight in conference. That is good for a fifty-eight percent win percentage overall, forty-seven percent win percentage in conference, during through five years. He was 34 and 31 overall, 15 and 25 in conference. That's good for 52% overall, 38% win percentage in conference. So, for everybody telling me, well, hey, Doran had shown, prog- Doran has shown uh, um, potential. Doran had shown glimpses. Where? And this is just me being completely honest. Before year five. Where? Where that was enough to have our fan base off of his back or not saying he needed to be fired? Again, stop playing. I was there. I was there. I was hearing about it. I was hearing from family members and friends. Hey, man, you need to transfer back home. You can be close to home. Man, they finna get rid of that coach anyway. I was there. And so to now turn it around and say, oh, Doran showed flashes that Keats didn't. What? What? Let Let me give you the the rundown as I remember it. Okay. The first year it was, oh, he didn't have a good quarterback. He was playing with um playing with O'Brien's guys, all that good stuff. Year two will be better. Okay. Now year two we go eight and five, three and five in conference. Some folks said, okay, he's making progress. This is what we like to see. Actually, most folks said he's making progress. This is what we like to see. But we need to do better in conference. We need to do better in big games against good teams, all that good stuff. The teams that we beat, for the most part, were mediocre. That's what the fans were saying now. Year three. Okay, now, what? what is this? What is, we got embarrassed in the belt ball. We were expecting to take a next step. We were expecting to take another step. What's going on? Year four. Oh, so we're stuck at, at the middle of the pack program, which is exactly what we were before you got here. We might as well get rid of you. We've seen what you could do for four years. These are your guys now. These are your four, first cl- class, first full class, or first partial class, rather, Fully built out. This is what you're gonna do. Year five. Okay, this team is supposed to be really good. This team is supposed to challenge for the conference. This team's supposed to potentially win the conference. Oh no, we got embarrassed in the the games that mattered. Oh no, we didn't play great in the games that mattered. This is a problem. Oh, we should have we should have let uh we should have won against we should have won these games and and not had uh terrible a terrible showing against Notre Dame we should have beat south carolina what listen again the only one of these teams that I was not in the locker room for was the fifth year the fourth year I was around the program enough still to where again I'm I'm right there day in and day out pretty much so the the fact of the matter is for folks to sit up here and play like oh yeah Everybody loved Doran and he was making progress and he was doing all this and that. Stop lying. Quit playing. Quit playing. That was not the case. That was not the case. And I get it. During a year like this, during a year where you're seeing everything go bad, I I like to compare it to when you are arguing with your partner in a relationship, okay? If you are in a romantic relationship, if y'all are arguing and it gets... Knockdown, drag out, or y'all are going through a bad period where it seems like y'all are arguing all the time. All of a sudden, you forget all the good stuff. You forget why you're even there. They're just a drag on your existence. Everything is bad. Everything they do is wrong, and they, they never were any good, and all this good stuff. But you're forgetting the reality of what it was or what it is. Again, Coach keeps saying, I like where my program is right now. Coach Keith's saying, with Manny Bates, we'd be a top 25, top 30 team. It's embarrassing, and it's wrong. It's wrong. I can get why somebody hears that and says, this is an unserious human being that I don't want leading my basketball team. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that because those statements are off-putting to me. Those statements don't make sense to me. I get why somebody is upset at that. But to sit here and play and say, oh, he he hasn't shown promise like Dorn did. He hasn't shown potential like Doran did. I beg your pardon. First year, his first year was his best year here. What are you? What are we saying? What are we really even saying here? Finishing tied for third in the conference your first year means nothing, really, really. Okay, all right, I get it. I get it. Again. To say that somebody said, well, you know, Coach Keats is he's gonna have us at the average of what he's gonna have us at is ninth in the conference. Wrong. This year and last year are the only times we finished ninth or worse. And even if we're saying, well, tie for eighth might as well be ninth. Okay, sure. But you've got tie for third, tie for eighth, tie for sixth, ninth, and then this year we're gonna be dead last. Again, I'm not sitting here saying Keats is doing a great, indefatigable job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not sitting here saying oh, Keith has done a job that that warrants a big extension. I am not saying that. So please don't misconstrue what I'm saying as that. What I am saying is, let us keep things in perspective and let us always be honest with ourselves about, as a fan base, and this, normally I, I'm talking to the quiet or to the loud minority, minority, when I'm talking about, uh, oh, we we weren't exactly rational or logical as a fan base there. But when it comes or when it came to talking about Coach Doran and what he was or was not building, folks were very adamant nothing was being built. Folks were very adamant about that until year five. Now, just imagine if in his year five, all of a sudden, all these bodies start hitting the floor. One third of the football team is injured that year. One third of the scholarship players are injured that year. Quit playing. Quit playing. Come on now. Again, there is a difference between football and basketball. It is easier to see success more quickly in basketball because one or two players can change your fortune in basketball in a way that they cannot in football. But still, to say that Doran showed promise and potential and everybody was, uh, and, and a majority of people are good, the, the, a good chunk close to half believed, stop it. Stop it. It took time for that to be built. And I'm not saying that it should take more time for the basketball team to be built, but I'm saying what I'm looking at with this team, honestly, it's not fair to consider this year because who else has one-third of their scholarship players on, on IR? Who else? That's just the reality. Again, to have a team where you can look, no, first of all, in basketball, no team can survive that. Let's let's just start there. No team can survive one third of your scholarship players. And you can say all you want. Oh, it's only one starter. Okay, the one starter at the one position you couldn't afford to lose a guy. Come on now. Come on. Oh, well, it's only one starter. Okay, so we talk about how Coach Keats loves to press and wants to do uh create chaos and all that. How under God's green earth are you gonna press with eight players? How? You're gonna wear your guys down and they're gonna be just nothing, a pile of nothingness come late in the second half because they've been pressing the entire game. Again, I'm not sitting up here saying, oh, Coach Keats has all the reason in the world to not be successful and all this snap. Not saying that. Not saying that Coach Keats has done a great job. Not saying that. But I'm saying we're being, uh there's a lot of revisionist history being lobbed around in terms of, oh, Doran showed so much promise in his first five years. That was not the case. It, just, it objectively was not. It took some time for that to be built up. Anywho, speaking of built, let me talk to you all about Built Bar. Built Bar is just so amazing. And let me tell you, most folks have given up on their um, New Year's resolutions by this point in time, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors from cinnamon churro to coconut marshmallow to banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars come covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. You can replace the candy bars in your stash with these because they're better. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're about to land this thing, but I just I hope that it is known and understood at this point that again I'm okay with people calling for Keats's head. Ask anybody, ask any of my followers on Twitter, ask any of the listeners to this show who have spoken to me, ask any of my friends, former teammates, anything like that. There is nobody that I'm I'm not willing to hear. Oh, Coach Keats needs to be fired. I'm not. I'm perfectly open to that at this point. Perfectly open to it. But again. What I am not okay with hearing, this is nothing like the 2019 football season or Coach Doran showed promise by this point in time in his tenure, which Coach Keats had not. Again, year five was his first ever winning record in conference. That was the first one. The first. I'm not, if I'm lying, I'm flying. The first winning record in conference came in year five. And again, we're looking at a year five with Keats where all the injuries in the world happened, but we had a winning re- We never had a losing record in conference before this year. And you're telling me that there's no no potential, no nothing there? That's what you're telling me. Okay. All right. If that's what you want me to believe, sure, I'll go with you. Thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate y'all, even when we are practicing revisionist history it is still counted as all joy and I appreciate y'all showing up peace and love y'all and as always go Pack you are locked on NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day